This is Lindsay Swoboda, and you're listening to the Choosing Brave podcast. Dreams change. What happens next? May these stories and honest conversations shed light on times where we feel uncertain and explore what it means to show up to our lives and choose brave. Hello, dear ones. It's so good to come to you with a solo episode. Really, I just want to dive right in. This episode is about the hunt for delight and how I am working to make small changes in my current story. This conversation is motivated by my word of the year, which I chose delight for 2021. And I was reminded of my word of the year most recently by the girls night in I attended through my exhale creativity community, where we got to hear from writer and teacher Ellie Rocher. And she is the author of 12 Tiny Things, Play Like a Girl, and How Coffee Saved My Life. And she discussed with us just the process of creativity and writing. And while I know not everyone that listens here is a writer or a mother that's seeking creativity, the biggest thing that I noticed with our conversation was just her encouragement to us to find beauty in our everyday And I realize that's a big part of delight for me this year is honestly trying to figure out what I delight in again. What do I find to be fun in my life? Because I've taken a lot of the things that I really care about and I've turned them into these projects. And not that that's a bad thing, but then I've sort of forgotten how to fill my cup. Like when I get a spare moment, I'm normally working on things. Um, And as our conversation earlier this season, if you didn't hear... Aaron Stribus and I discuss rest. I think a lot of my delight is starting to ebb and flow towards what do I find restful? What do I find fun again? And I'm going to have to dig for those things because the things that I found fun 10 years ago or even a year ago are different than what they are now. So I'm going to try to keep this episode tight and fast for you guys so you can ruminate on these things for yourself. But of course, I want to start with a reading and a little bit of a story. So one of the things that I do for my own heart is that I wake up early before my family. And I know some of you moms or military spouses listening to this are like, okay, I can never get up early before my children. I mean, I even heard it in our XL evening where one mom told us that, you know, if she wakes up at five, her kids are up at 530. So I know that this is a different kind of uh, dynamic in every house, depending on when your kids get up. But in my house, I have started to wake up early again. And I kind of didn't really know what to do with that early time. My tendency is to want to write and work on things so that I get them done before the children. But I have found myself sitting at my laptop, pounding out words and not feeling restful when they wake up, not feeling ready to take them on as well. Feeling like they kind of cut into my work time and being a little bit grumpy about that. So I've realized I need to reset my morning time for this current of season of life. And here's how I did that. First of all, I talked to Ryan about it, (laughs) my husband. So he knows me best and he knows um, sort of how to help me problem solve because I'm a person that always has a lot of ideas, but I need help narrowing down the ideas. And he said, well, you know, what can you do? You're going to have to play around with it. Again, playing around to find delight, playing around to see what works. I want to be the person that gets to make this decision one time and stick with it but that is not the season I'm in with small children 
I have to make some choices and then they have to have flexibility with what the family ends up doing. So recently in mornings, what I have found delightful is I have been working out again in the mornings and this feels crazy to me, guys. I loved doing stroller strides with my first child. With my daughter, I was able to wake up and go to stroller strides first thing in the morning and start my day with a workout. It always made me feel like I got to start the day with something for myself. Well, now I have two kids and we're homeschooling. So that time that I may normally have gone to a stroller strides class is full of breakfast for both people and is full of getting the school supplies out and getting those things going and getting our day started in a very different manner. And then by the time it's time for me to work out, I either A, don't want to do it or B, the baby is just really hands-on right now. He's climbing on everything. It's not restful for me to work out with them underfoot. It's just not right now. And I know a lot of people say, do it with them around so they can see you. It's just not the season I'm in. So I have been waking up by 5.30 and the first thing I've been doing is having a cup of coffee and I've been reading a book for pleasure or poetry. That's very new for me, reading poetry in general, but I have been working my way through Bright Dead Things by Ada Limon, and I have been working my way through the Mary Oliver Devotions book, which is a collection of her poetry. On the days that I can't settle in to read something bigger, the poetry feels like a way to access beauty quickly, and gives me something small to journal about ruminate on or just fill my morning with that cup of coffee with something beautiful and then after that I've been getting a workout in and I do use the fit for mom on demand channel which is the same uh, group as stroller strides fit for mom runs those things so I have found a lot of encouragement in doing those workouts and picking something from the list they have challenges on their website and I've been picking a challenge to work my way through so then they're all just loaded on a list of ones that you pick from week to week depending on the challenge so it takes away that decision factor for me which is another way that I am chasing delight here lately is I read the book Um, by Kendra Adachi, The Lazy Genius. And one of her principles in there is called Decide Once. Now I love her tagline for this book. The tagline to The Lazy Genius Way is embrace what matters, ditch what doesn't, and get stuff done. Now when it comes to her Decide Once principle, I will admit I read this chapter and was like, oh, I want to decide once on everything, which is the exact advice she gives at the end. She says at the end, one small step, and I quote, name something that stresses you out and make one fixed decision to make it easier. One, not 37. So when I read this book, of course, I was like, I want a lazy genius everything. But that's going to take time because this is something I haven't been putting into practice. But basically, with her one decide once principle, she wants you to, I'm going to read you this from her book, limit your decisions by making certain choices once and then never again. Deciding once doesn't make you a robot, but leaves more time for you to be a human. You can decide once in any area, including giving gifts, getting dressed, making meals, cleaning the house, and creating traditions. So when I was reading this, you're going to hear me close it here. When I was reading this book, I this principle is the one that stuck out to me the most for this current season I'm in. And what can I decide once on? And how can I apply that to deciding once about delight? So 
morning time. I get that workout in and then once that's done, sometimes I have time for a walk, sometimes I have time for another cup of coffee, oftentimes I'm then moving into getting dressed and getting breakfast made for everybody. But I've decided once, right, for this current place I'm at, I can get up, read a poem, do a workout, sometimes get to writing, sometimes not. So it's kind of exciting to be in that place. Now I want to continue to talk to you today about deciding once. Here are the other things I've been working into that principle. I have picked a grocery shopping day. It fluctuates throughout the week. Um, Like sometimes I have to change it, but I try to get those groceries done now between Tuesday and Thursday. Um, And I only shop at Aldi. That's also a a decide once principle. I feel like I can get everything I need there. It's smaller. It doesn't stress me out to do that area with the kids. I know it well enough that I know where everything I need to grab is and I can go out and in to that store in an hour or less. I tried, here's a decide once fail. I had tried to apply her decide once principle to laundry. Uh, Laundry is probably my least favorite home chore. I just am never on top of it. Can anybody relate to that? I always, I can wash, the washing and drying is not stressful to me, but it's the folding and the trying to put it away. There is a guarantee that I will do all loads. I will fold them like within 48 hours and then they'll sit in the basket until the next time to do laundry. So I tried to do laundry on Tuesdays this month. It happened one time. So I'm still needing to figure out that laundry method and see if I can set one for myself that works a little bit better. Another way that deciding once was successful to me is that when I thought about what stresses me out more than mornings, right? More than needing to get a different routine that is life-giving in the morning for me was the our family meal plan. Oh my goodness. I have been struggling to feed our family since the baby's been born and I really needed something to make that easier for me this month. So what I decided to do was take the month of June, I printed out a grid calendar and I filled in everything we're eating for the entire month. And I picked a lot of things to repeat like Taco Tuesdays and Stir Fry Mondays and trying to make sure that we had one meat-free meal in there. And then I picked one night to do an Instapot. And then on Fridays and Saturdays, I would rotate like our treat night, which for us is pizza or you guys are going to maybe think I'm horribly gross. But when I was overseas, the number one American meal I missed was a hot dog. So we do have hot dogs and like chips or and like um like a salad, a side salad on those evenings. And we switch those out every other week. I do like the pizza hot dog or like a macaroni and cheese, right? Like a kid's choice sort of night. It's more of a no brainer thing for me to make than anything else. And I need that come Friday and Saturday because we are in a stage where I cook every meal at home. Um, The place where I live, maybe it's unfair to say this, but there aren't a lot of things that we are attracted to picking up. I live around a lot of big chain restaurants and fast food. And for us, that is not something that I, we care to spend our time and our money on. Like by the time I go get the fast food, most of them are 25 minutes away from me. I could have just made the meal already. So that did work for the month of June. I'm going to roll it into July. And there were moments where I looked at that and like the questioner rebel person in me wanted to challenge what we were eating that night. But essentially it just took the decision 
making process out of the meal for me for the day and then I realized it took it out uh, for the week because I'd look at what I had already decided to make and pull all the ingredients up and that's what I went shopping for and anyway I'm going to continue that principle the mornings and the meal plans will continue the other thing I've been doing is every night I have been putting my phone in the bathroom (laughs) we have a master bathroom and there's a charger in there and by the end of the evening I put my phone in airplane mode and I've been sticking it in the bathroom after I put the alarm on and getting in bed and part of the reason for this is when we rearranged my daughter's room we only have two nightstands we took the nightstand that was next to my bed and put it next to her bed and now I no longer have a nightstand and so I don't have a place to put a phone which has been really good for me because now I'm leaving it in the bathroom uh, and kind of separating myself out for for that night now those are all the ways I've decided once and they have ultimately led to a lot of delight and joy in my life like I am seeing the fruits of being able to make some choices for myself. I think a lot of chasing delight right now and hunting for it and making it happen is being able to evaluate and choose something different than what I was doing. So the last thing I want to add to this conversation today is a few other things that have brought me true delight. One of those things is that I write down in my journal weekly I attempt to make it weekly or three good things that happen that week or I just try to sit and and write down wonderful things I want to remember because a lot of my journal can be complaints things to get off my chest so that I can go into the day that I'm having better venting you know but then there is this part of me I know that I don't know where the research is from, but there's some quote out there somewhere that says when people journal, they journal for two reasons. One, for their own brain. No one's ever going to read it. They're going to burn them before they die sort of thing. And the second person is the one that writes for someone. And I will be very honest and maybe it's terrible, but when I write, I do sometimes think about my kids reading my journals. Like I think about them being left behind. And a lot of times when I'm writing and I'm trying to get out those pages, that are things that are bothering me I also think will they flip through here and will they see good memories will they flip through here and see a mom that was working to notice and show up to her life and and cultivate a life that she loves so with that in mind I've been journaling those three things to kind of remind me that when the day has turned into a dumpster fire there are still good things that happen throughout the week I have been also doing book clubs. One of them is with two lovely friends that I made in Ecuador. We have missed each other so much and the book club is a way for us to come back together. It also helps challenge me in things that I wouldn't normally read and I have read so much more this year because of that. And last week um, upon this recording, I had two book clubs that week. I had one on Wednesday night and I had one on Thursday night and that brought me so much joy. So that's something for me to note, right? When we have just something that shows up in our life that we're like oh my gosh that was so fun maybe we need to stop and write that down or just talk about it with our person another great example of that I wasn't going to share this today but my daughter is doing frontier girls this year the easiest thing to relate it to is it's like girl scouts but without the cookies and with a heavier christian influence so 
we were doing a frontier girls meeting and the mothers have all decided to take on a month and we teach two things that month so every other week we lead, lead a meeting so i decided to teach world dance and tap dance because hello i used to be a dancer putting together those lessons this month has been a true delight i mean i didn't realize how much i missed the stage and teaching dance until I did that and I've sort of had to rearrange my brain on this a lot of different times because we decided I wouldn't go back to teaching initially because I have little kids right now and trying to find that babysitter for those after school teaching hours from 4 to 9 p.m. is pretty tricky plus I have little kids that I want to be with from 4 to 9 p.m. so it's a hard time to give up however I taught the tap class most recently And that night, I just sobbed to my husband because I was like, wow, I missed this. It made me feel so good. And for the first time, I let my heart say to him, I think someday in the future, I'm going to have to teach dance again. It's not happening right now, but I think I'm going to have to do that. And then he was talking with me and said, well, what other ways could you incorporate that right now if you know it's something that sparked that joy in you and so I've been looking up YouTube dance tutorials and I might try some of those we'll see everything is in fluctuation constantly and knowing that I think last year that everyday fluctuation really weighed my brain down it shriveled my brain into a raisin (laughs) this year knowing that everything in fluctuation I'm starting to pick and choose the things that I have a very small grasp of control over or that I can start to make a different decision around and make a wise choice knowing it's gonna change again and it is okay that it does maybe this isn't a big epiphany for you but it feels like a really big one for me to start to take some action and I think We're only ready to take that action when we're able to, when we're in a season where we can stop and think and do that that like tough, hard evaluation by ourselves or with others. And I wasn't in that until just now. So I'm happy that I'm able to poke my head out of the sand and start to create that life I I really love again and that I want to show up for just for myself and my people. Okay, I promised I would keep this one short. So here are the final things I want you to walk away with today. You know I journal. I'm going to encourage you to journal as well. What is one place in your life where you can decide once in? Thank you, Kendra Adachi, for that principle. What is one area that you could decide once about that might help you? Another one I want you to think about are what are some routines for you right now that aren't working? Like my workout with the kids around. That wasn't working for me. So I've had to switch that decision. What are some ways that you can add beauty to your day? And finally, what is one thing that you've lost that perhaps if you brought it back would add just a little sweet delight to your, to your life right now? What would that look like? Is it tap shoes? <laughs> is it lighting a candle at dinner time? I think it can be the smallest thing. It doesn't have to be a world changer. It can just be something precious to you that makes you feel like 
the sun has come up and you can live this day. Okay, before we leave each other, friends, I want to read two poems uh, to you from my morning poetry reading this past month. You're going to hear some pages flipping, but the first one is from Bright Dead Things by Ada Limon. I hope I'm saying her name right. This poem is called The Other Wish. Nights, I wonder about the sanity of Icarus. Wax wings both wasted on the sun's scorch. If I'd a handmaid fanned out feathered set me... I choose the moon, always the sister moon, cold, comely queen of the sky, pockmarked with craters, pummeled by meteors, and still shining. Imagine the gathering on the shore, you holding my coat for a warm comeback. We mean a thing is impossible when we say we're shooting for that great orbital puller. How hard can you glow? asked the owl's eye. What radiant part of you wishes to dynamite? I used to think it was like a light bulb life, dangling in the chest, asking to be switched on. But it's not the light that's ever in question. Rather, what's your brilliant, glaring wattage? What do you dare to gleam out and reflect? If I were to fall, sabotage, sabotaged wax, torn pinion, I'd want to fall from the terrifying height of her the dust of my years, crazy and flashing, lit up by the victory of my disastrous flight. This second poem is from the Mary Oliver book, Devotions. It's the selected poems of Mary Oliver. And I stumbled into this book that she wrote called Dog Songs. It's from 2013. The Devotions book is split into excerpts selected poems from these different books and when I saw dog songs I was like oh I I don't have a dog um I like dogs but I I'm, I thought about skipping the entire chapter is basically the point I'm getting to I wanted to skip right over this and then I turned the page and the very first poem convinced me to read through the rest of this whole section of the book here is the poem the storm now through the white orchard, my little dog romps, breaking the new snow with wild feet. Running here, running there, excited, hardly able to stop. He leaps, he spins, until the white snow is written upon in large exuberant letters. A long sentence expressing the pleasures of the body in this world. Oh, I could not have said it better myself. Okay, friends, I hope those poems filled you up a little bit today, or at least if you're not a poetry reader, maybe gave you a glint into the quick beauty. And maybe that's not even the right word to say because poems, while they're quick to read, I feel like they give you a lot to chew on over time, which is probably what I like about them the most. They're savory and delicious for my brain to ruminate on. Okay. I'm going to wrap this episode up. I'm so glad you joined me today for this quick hunt for delight episode. I think I'm going to do another one this season as I continue to hunt for delight in 2021. May we continue that delight as the year keeps unfolding. I'm wishing you well wherever you are. And I hope that wherever you're at, you're able to stop and pause and take a breath and think about what that next brave step is for you. 